Yay. That works. I almost switched it up on you and like did it in Spanish. That would be fucked up. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could have really threw you off and did it in French. At least that language I know. <laughs> you speak French. Talk to me. Voulez vous coucher à la moi? That's why. I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, that. so it it was either going to be the fucking Lady Marmalade song or it's going to be Omelette du Fromage from Dexter's Lab. I knew it was going to be one of the two. <laughs> it hit me with the song. So thank you for not disappointing. <laughs> A little bit sad, but thank you. Come on, who who are our age hasn't seen Moulin Rouge? Me. Don't spit out your coffee. <laughs> I really haven't. No shit. Okay. I just know the song. I've never watched the movie. I had no reason to watch the movie. Why would I? Because mm. of the song? I don't give a shit about the song. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, it's nice to see you again and talk to you after a couple weeks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? We just talked to, talked earlier today. Okay, how about this? In a podcast setting format <laughs> thing, it's been two weeks because the fucking, whatchamacallit, America Day, Independence Day. Day. There we go. I got there. And my parents visited because Lauren turned one. Yay! And you know about the party that we're going to throw later on in July? Yes. I, I assume. Okay. I would hope that you and your wife talk. I would hope so, too. But... <laughs> uh, you never know. Oh, I, let, let's set the scene, too, just before we start, since we kept bouncing back and forth and trying to decide how we're going to do this. I'm going to say we're going to hit you with the game information and releases and stuff for the week. For the week, for the last two weeks, I guess. Like, some of the big name stuff that happened, especially the Nintendo Direct, because there were some pretty cool games that came out of that. Mm -hmm. But a bulk of this is going to be about the FTC versus Microsoft. Um, I don't even know what you want to call it, because... It, it, it had lawyers talking to judges and stuff, but it wasn't really a trial. It was more just stating your case and arguing for your team. We but gotta, I believe this is just part of the FTC injunction. But we're just going to be discussing the five-day long trial that went on. And we got lots of juicy details that they probably should not and didn't want to come out with. Oh, both their companies are probably pissed about the shit that came out. <laughs> It's like, well, it's out there now. What are you going to do? It's too late to redact it now. Especially with a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's, that whole that whole day was messed up with the stuff that was coming out. But regardless, <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves. How was your fourth? It was good. I burned it. I burned to high hell. Um, went to Waterways on Saturday, and um, Sawyer had a blast over there, and came home with a sunburn, to the point Yay. that two, day, two days later I had, my skin was peeling and I had blisters, yay! Ugh. That's, uh, I have not gotten very many sunburns, and that scares me, <laughs> to think that you could just get that and get blisters, like, uh-uh, no thanks. Yeah, that's Excuse the me. first time that's ever happened. I've had my skin peeled. Don't get me wrong. Oh, me too. I've I've never had blisters. I'm like, immediately, as soon as I saw that I had them, I'm like, I went right to my phone. I'm like, is this bad? Should I get checked out? 
Jeez. I think the worst I ever got was when we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. I got red, and like then I peeled a few days later, but it hurt to lay there. But it didn't blister up, but yeah. it was so painful to move. Oh, I feel your pain, brother. Because when, uh, when I was finishing up, um, finishing up one side of the um, the rock climbing wall on the playset, um, the, the part that grabs into the wood on the back for the screw to screw in, I have to hold it there as I'm screwing, and my shoulder's right up against the side. I'm like, oh my god, this hurts so bad. <laughs> but I had to suck I... it up, because I'm like, I need to get this done. <laughs> Ugh, yikes. And I, I'm trying so hard not to laugh and make jokes, because all we did was make jokes and euphemisms before we started, and you saying that shit just brought it all back now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just had to I take promise, it. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that wood. Take it. Stop take it. it. <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My pain, your uh, gain? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys see any fireworks? Not official ones. <laughs> not fair. Yeah, all the were, all the were holiday we ones. Destiny on the fourth that huh? night. Were we playing Destiny that night? Ah. Uh? Because weren't so. we running the new exotic thing? Yes, we ran. Uh, yes. That was the day we were supposed to record. <coughs> yeah. And uh, we got caught up in doing that. Yeah. Tried to run the, 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 the new exotic thing. And it's it cool. Pretty. It looks like something. <laughs> <laughs> looks like something out of an H.R. Geiger book. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Go look him up. You'll, you'll see what I mean about his art style and stuff. It's... Oh, I can even tell you. Remember the game Scorn? Is that the one where they make a bone gun or something? Yes. That's Geiger's style. Oh, okay. So can you... If you think about that and then think about the gun, it kind of looks similar, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Creepy. I would have seen that fit more with a Witch Queen, though. Not this season. Yeah, but it's... um, It's not so much this season. is that it's, I guess, a gift from Zivu. So it's Hive looking yeah yeah that's what it is it's a gift they hate our ass and she's gifting it to us okay so we need to have another destiny discussion because the hive view love differently than we do if if you go through and read some of the grimoire they're like all about death and destruction and who's the strongest mm -hmm. and the way that they show love for their sisters is going to war with each other so us showing that we are strong enough to or we're, we're proving our strength to Zivu Arath running through that little section to get the exotic. Because that's basically what she's saying is, show me how strong you are by going through this shit. You go and kill the Tormentor, she's like, alright, you you are good enough to get this weapon, and here, you, here it is. I'm giving it to you. Yeah, crazy lore stuff. See, that's why we gotta have more of these discussions so you yeah, can learn. I, I, I need to get more explanation, because I thought she hated our guts for, ki for killing orcs, but... She's mad that we did not uh, ascend the throne. We left it vacant. Rather than accepting the that we are stronger and taking the power, we left it vacant. Because their whole logic is, well, in the game, what's called the sword logic. It's whoever's the strongest is fit to survive. Yeah. And that's how they gain power, is just by killing and genocide. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Ugh. So this is the Ramble Pack podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Sure we do. We can go right to Nintendo. And uh, sure. Con we need to intro the show. Uh, this is still the this the fucking podcast. Yeah. And this is number thirty five. 
35. Is it 35? It is 35. I got it right here. Yay. <laughs> I'm trying to understand why you just went yay before that. I don't know. You just seem so excited. Yay, it's the podcast. <laughs> and I'm still Adam, I guess. And I'm still Mike. Or am I? I would hope so. Because then I would wonder who's wearing your skin as a suit. Anyway, I want to talk some games. It's been two weeks that we get... Well, I didn't share my thing with 4th of July, but I don't care. I want to talk games. Okay. Okay. So, with all the new news that I put at the bottom, before we get into the fun stuff, anything catch your eye? Anything that you knew about or didn't know about? Um, Outside of the FTC... I imagine that you kept up with Final Fantasy 16 since it came out. Ironically, no. Other than the fact that I'm very surprised at how much, how much Square Square has put into their, um, to their advertising. Because I'm seeing it everywhere, not mm-hmm. even just like in between YouTube videos. I'm seeing it on actual television. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> There's a, there was an update that just came out today. It's supposed to do some bug fixes and stuff. It was either yesterday or today. Just There was no real patch notes, though. Yeah. Um, just some stuff to, I guess, fix the game or bug fixes, but there was no detailed list like they usually put out. There is a little bit of backlash for the game, though. People are saying it's great. Um, a lot of the places that gave it review scores are like 95 98% or whatever. Yeah. Um, the biggest hampering that I keep seeing about the game is that it's it's Final Fantasy, sure. It looks great. It runs great. It's beautiful. But it's I, I don't know if they're specifically saying, hey, this is an RPG. Yeah. But it's super light on the RPG elements. It's more of an, an action kind of RPG game rather than an actual Final Fantasy RPG style game. I would have to look... <laughs> Like I strayed away from from getting more reading up on it just because I I wanted wanted to be surprised when I do get, actually get the game and try it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm but... intrigued as to what they're talking about. You just want to learn more about the systems? Yeah. Because and I I know it's probably not going to be a popular opinion, but they've they've gotten very st- Dale, as far as story wise and how to go about it, so this seems well, apparently new. the story is way out of their normal wheelhouse. Yeah, which is which is what what got me so excited of uh, between between it being pretty, it being outside uh, outside of their norm. I mm. want to see how it is. Whereas like the last previous installments, that their stories have been very linear and. Yes, they've been RPG-based, but still not, like, I don't know. It was good. They were good, don't get me wrong. I just, it didn't catch my attention as much as the earlier uh, iterations did. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like video games just hit differently. This is going to make me sound old, but I'm going to uh. follow it up with back in the day. Um <laughs> I, just, I mean, I just saw a meme picture that was, like, I think it was 
three was the year that they called out but it was just a bunch of video game titles in a big old square that said video games in 2003 hit differently and i'm like oh fuck yeah they did (laughs) there was just solid games on that list i'm like "Ah." golden age of gaming is kind of come and went now we're just getting video game movies basically like these triple a titles are they're supposed to be big blockbuster epic action games and whatnot and sure that's what they are but it feels like a movie production in doing so as well that's why you see a lot of people kind of going to indie games and stuff because they stick with one thing and they do it well and then they tell a tight story in it or you can just literally have fun for two hours and that's all you really want but it's always different it's not more of the same or the same in a different package I, I think you, you're, 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 you're hitting what I was trying to get at in a better way. That, that, that explanation makes a lot more sense. Where, look at how 7, 8, and 9 were. Granted Those were that, wildly different between the three, too. Right. And, as, uh, like, granted, for their time period, they were beyond, uh, uh, they they brought the system to their to their capabilities. They showed what the system oh, yeah. can do. I mean, to dude, the po- do you remember Final Fantasy VIII's beginning, where you're running along an actively what animated battlefield, right? And like the camera pans with you along, and all the shit's happening in the background. You didn't see that kind of stuff back then. No, but at at the same time, they, their stories were were unique. They 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 pushed it, but at the same time, it wasn't. To the degree, the amount of work that they had to put in wasn't to the degree that they had to for the systems are now. The system games seem to be going more towards the realism side, but like you said, they try to make it look more like movies than the actual games themselves. Yes, it ha- the it has to be highly cinematic. It has to be top tier graphics. It has to. Uh, that's the thing that gets me too. Like we talked about before. People want games to constantly run at 60 frames and be 1080p, which I get. It's a it's the next-gen console. You want it to be running at the best that you can, but I don't know that devs are at that point where they can push the console to their limits or if it's a sacrificial thing where they have to pick one or the other, which is why we're seeing a lot of either, was it quality mode or perform or no performance mode or cinematic mode, where it's super pretty, but it runs slow, or it looks great. But it runs perfect. You know, we had that discussion with Starfield where they locked it at 30 frames so that way you always have a good performance with the game. The game's going to be beautiful. It's just going to be run at 30 frames, which is perfectly fine. Right. Um, and, like, even when we were talking about, like, the comparisons from the earlier trailers of, again, Starfield, the, early, uh, the trailers that they showed last year versus this year. Yeah, there are scenes It's a step that, up. Yeah. There are scenes that do- that doesn't look as detailed, but it looks better. It runs smoother. It's prettier. I enjoy it more. It, it's the Spider-Man games puddle uh, puddle gate all over again. Yeah. They 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 wrap they ramp it up to get you excited, but at the same time, them logically cannot do that throughout the entire game. Yeah. It's too much time and it's too mu- too much processing power. <laughs> so speaking of water <laughs> I like the Spongebob Squarepants DLC for Power Wash yeah. 
you're not even the main power wash guy either. You're a fish down there in Bikini Bottom cleaning shit. Oh, Jesus. It's awesome. And there are so many Easter eggs to like discover in each of the levels, too. It's hilarious. Please give us You can tell example. it was made with love. Uh, you want an example? Sure. Um, do you know who Handsome Squidward is? Yes. Okay. So you... I'm, I'm sitting here worrying about spoilers for a DLC that people probably don't give a shit about spoilers about. <laughs> but um, so far, there have been three areas that we've managed to unlock and do. The first one is like Bear Street, where it's Squidward's house, Patrick's yep. house, and um, SpongeBob's. Uh, you do all three. Of them. They have the imagination box mm-hmm. between the houses and like in their backyard. Where him and Pat or SpongeBob and Patrick are in there doing their imagination, and Squidward thinks that he hears it. Oh, jeez! But there's nothing going on. They got the box there, um, cleaning the crust of crab on the dumpster in the back. Uh, they have the handsome Squidward picture on there, like his face is on there. Oh, jeez! Uh, oh, there was another. There was another little inside joke from the cartoon on the dumpster as well. There. Um, you also go to Rock Bottom and clean. I think the bus and some things there too. Yeah, it's just a lot of that stuff. It's funny. Oh, we're working on the. Uh, this one is hard because you don't really say it that often in the episodes. But we're cleaning the paddy wagon, like the Krusty Krab's car that they used to deliver shit in. Wasn't that in the and movie? Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't remember. But next, we're doing Mermaid Man's invisible boat mobile. And oh, this geez. is funny because it's dirty, like the entire thing's covered. You see it, you clean it, it disappears. Because it's <laughs> invisible. <laughs> it's great. Oh, Patrick's ID. Patrick's ID is in the Mermelayer. Oh, jeez, yeah. Boys okay. Yeah. Where he's uh, arguing with Man Ray. Yeah. God, I, I like SpongeBob, me. if you can't tell. <laughs> it's a good DLC, though. It's cute. So it makes me excited for the Warhammer one coming out later. Ooh. It's like they're they pay close attention to uh I guess to the shit that they're putting out. They have their own DLC storyline thing that they're coming out as a free update soon too. So you must be excited. It's going to be interesting. I wonder what kind of story they're going to put in it. Yeah. Now how much of the how much does the SpongeBob DLC cost? Um if you don't mind me asking. I think it was 8 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. And I already had like points on Microsoft already, so I was like, I don't have to pay shit. I got it. <laughs> Worked for us. So we talked shortly about it earlier, but your your favorite game that you can't wait to play is coming to Xbox in August. Yeah, that you love the way this game looks and makes you happy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the stray putty tat. <laughs> So remember, Stray was originally a PlayStation exclusive, but I guess it was a timed exclusive. Because mm. I'm sure that if we go back and look, they might have said, like, it's a timed exclusive or had it put places. Yeah. But um, just online, like, where I read, like, news and stuff, there's a lot of people at first speculating, like, a month or two ago saying, you know, there's rumors saying Stray's coming to Xbox, and, and it was confirmed, like, a couple weeks ago or something like that, and they said it was coming out in August. Oh, it was also shown during... Oh, fuck. I didn't watch this yet, but the Annapurna Interactive had a... Um, why did I say the? Annapurna Interactive, mm-hmm. the publishers, had a little showcase too, yeah. which I did not watch, but they 
they showed Stray there and said it was coming to Xbox as well. Uh, I need to go back and watch that because that's the company I told you that publishes really beautiful games, and they're always like super artistic and different. Mm-hmm. That's the one that had uh, Gris or Gris, G-R-I-S, the one I told you to check out. Yeah. Super pretty. You keep the damn cat. I don't want it. I don't want to play the game. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cats are cool and all, but nothing about that game seemed interesting to me. It's stupid. Oh, you... <laughs> okay. We haven't played the game, so let's judging a book by its cover. But you share the same sentiment as a couple people online, too, so... There's some merit there, I guess. Yep. <laughs> you had some feelings about this earlier, so I want to know more about how you feel about it. About Overwatch 2 not getting any more story modes after them saying we're not doing this and then giving us PvE story modes or story missions and all that stuff and then it was like, no more until 2024. Yeah, it's basically... It... I, I have think... a quote there for you directly from one of the developers yeah. too as to why. I'm trying I'm trying to scroll up to it. Um, I, I've, I just think... Without actually looking into more information, just here, just reading that that one statement pisses me off. It's dangling a carrot in front of your. No, not even doing that. It is. Uh, it is basically. It's a lot of ping ponging information. Yeah. And then walking it, it back. It's basically, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reference the Batman versus Superman movie. It's basically pissing in a mason jar and calling it lemonade. I don't know what that reference is because I have not seen it. You've ne- you've never seen Batman vs Superman? No. <laughs> Why would I? I don't know. I'm that's my wife, dude. I'm not a big Batman person, but even she hasn't seen it yet either. So, uh, do I want to know? <laughs> basically, basically, it's a conversation between uh, Lex Luthor and a senator and. The the conversation about um, the uh, something along the lines of him lying to her or, so, or something like that, and it came okay. and it came along. It's basically saying, "Hey, don't lie to me and tell and tell me it's something. Uh, tell me it's something else." Basically, pissing okay. in a jar, uh, piss it in a jar and t- uh, calling it lemonade. Right. Okay, but not as bad as I thought. Yeah. But that that's essentially what they're doing. And then on top of that they're expecting and then they're expecting They promised something. They pissed in the they uh they promised something, took it away, said, Oh, you you want it, you're gonna have it, but you're gonna pay for it. Now they're taking it away again. Make up your fucking mind. <laughs> I'd say it's less of taking it away and more of like maybe they didn't have anything else in the pipeline. Like they put all their focus on generating these missions and probably cinematics for it and stuff and getting that situated. Well, and then setting up additional seasons, um, like just based off of how Bungie does their seasons and how they prepare for each one. I'm going to assume that they have things planned out months in advance and start working on them as time gets closer. Yeah, they might. I mean, they've had some turnover, too, recently, and some people um, either stepping down, moving on, or moving somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, they've lost a lot of, like, the main leads from Overwatch 1 that kind of helped set the ship on the course it was. Yeah. So, I assume with all the shit that's been going on, all the issues that Activision Blizzard had, 
and now the merger thing that's going on, there's probably a lot of crap that's going on to where they're they don't have enough hands or it's just in disarray. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way it reads, reads to me is like they focused on one part of it, got that up and running, and now they're putting things together for the next seasons, and that's just not on the table, or they're just not going to have enough time or resources to do so. So why even bother making the previous announcement? Because it's not like it was that long That's ago. That's my problem, too. It's like, why say something, say it's not going to happen, have it happen, and then say, well, that's it for now. Yeah. Because it's like, you set the expectation, you walk it back, and, like, I don't know if people got excited about it, but I'm sure that they were interested in it, and then it's to say, well, that's it for now. <laughs> it stinks. Right. If that if that was the case, then they were, going, they were trying to go, uh, go the route that Bungie did or Bungie does for their seasons. Fine. Say you're not going to give the give the storyline. Build up what you're doing and then when it gets closer and you know you're going to you're going to have be all set for a few seasons, then say, "Okay, you wanted stories, we got it. Now you got, but unfortunately you're going to have to pay for it." type of thing. Then follow through with it. And this is us also saying this without knowing how they're uh, developer situation is like i don't know how their hierarchy is set up and who talks to who and right. how quickly things get done either i i don't even know what engine they're building the game or they have built the game in either right <clears throat> so who knows it's just it's it's a mess <laughs> i don't know what more to say get your shit together that, that's basically what i what i gotta say about Man. that <laughs> i don't know how well that would work <laughs> I want to ask you about Niantic, but I also want to talk about Noclip. Which do you want to do first? Uh, because I, I saw things about Niantic, but I didn't read too much into it. But I saw that people were happy with them because it was like a great event for a weekend. And then they were trying to take it away and then decided not to. And now they've laid off a shit ton of people. Okay, you go with the other thing that you were talking about then. There was an event that happened during the weekend where I think an item was working longer than they intended it to, or um, there was something about it that was an increase in something that everybody in the community was happy about and they were enjoying, but Niantech was like, we're going to update this and take it away later because this is not the intended use for it or it's not working as we intended it to do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to fix it. And people were like, well, why the hell are you doing that? We're all happy with this. It's working great. Right. That's the only thing I saw. And then that they laid off like 200 people, but I don't know the whole story. Niantic doing Niantic things, basically. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. It, it sounds like the remote raid pass thing. The people in people enjoyed what was going on. People uh, people liked it, and then yes, I get the pandemic got away. Uh, we, we, people were starting to get back to things, and then them taking it away because it was only a pan- intended for the for people to be able to play during the pandemic. But it, people got used to it and enjoyed it, and they had a decent amount of player base. They should have continued with that, and that's what that situation sounds like. I did not know that there was an NBA all-world game that Niantic put out. I didn't know it either until until I heard about that. <laughs> well, would you like to talk about them closing studios and canceling games? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, apparently, they're 
they closed its lo- uh, its LA studio. Um, um, just one. Uh, just the one studio. I want to say it's been a while since I've read this one. Yeah, from at least from what I from what I remember, remember, uh, remember reading it saying it's cl- uh, at least at the time when I read it, it was saying it was closing its LA studio um, and ke- canceling its NBA and Marvel titles. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they're like it seems to be the common story we're hearing a lot from companies is they're they're restructuring to stabilize the finan- company's finances. Um, Niantic. Uh, will be cutting if they haven't already 230 jobs, which is about a quarter of their staff. Um, they're stopping work on Marvel World of Heroes, and they're shutting down the NBA All World Game. Um, and then towards the bottom, I saw that yeah. they had canceled four other games. Yeah, but they didn't. They probably didn't say what they were, right? No, they didn't say what it was, but it, uh, but they had already done that last year. Um. So they had already cut 8% of their staff at that point. So for them to cut another 25%, holy shit. Uh, Speaking of money, I saw today that Embracer Group raised $182 million via a share issue. Okay. (laughs) They issued another 80,000 shares and revised this new debt target for the Swedish Krona to $8 billion. That's That's what their new debt target is. By what is it? By the end of fiscal year twenty twenty four, or the the end of the year twenty 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 three twenty twenty four. So this is gonna—they're uh, hoping for a hit or miss at this point. I mean, they got a little bit of money in there, but that's still nothing. <laughs> it's a drop in the bucket compared to the two point three billion dollar thing they lost. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. I don't even know what to say about this situation. Oh, oh, Pokemon Sleep also is coming out or did come out today. What the hell is Pokemon Sleep again? I don't fucking know either. It's the, it's an app that tracks how you sleep, but apparently it's a game too that you play, but I don't know if you play it while you're sleeping or while you're awake. I don't know, dude. It was part of their Pokemon Direct that they put out a month ago? Yeah. Two months ago? Something like that? And that trailer for that game... If you want to call it, that confused me too. Uh, so, yeah. T- uh, Pokemon Sleep is coming out l- coming later this month. Oh, okay. And so then a- they just put out the trailer today. Yeah. And then there's a trailer to prove it. And on, and on the title, uh, uh, they have uh, Snorlax as the mascot. Yeah. Snorlax was all over the direct for that too. <clears throat> Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Does the sleep tracking capability seem fairly robust, leveraging your phone's microphone accel- and accelerometer sensors to see how much you toss and turn, or if you snore? So, what do they expect you to sleep with the phone in your bed? I'm assuming so. And it's like, no, eh. thanks. It says your personal sleep style seems to inform which pocket monster comes to visit. For instance, if you toss and turn all night, expect Togepi to impart its rocking sleep style. If you snore... And then if you don't move, it's Snorlax, right? I have no idea. But then it goes on to say, if you snore, Jigglypuff will offer a song via its signature singing sleep style. Well, that's kind of cute. 
and uh, but the company has not hasn't noted which Pokemon comes to visit if you lay in bed all night staring at your phone surrounded by <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. that's Munchlax. That would be nuts. <laughs> I have to see this trailer just to see how this works. Oh God! Oh Jesus! Well, since we're talking about Pokemon during the Nintendo Direct, they had a Detective Pikachu two game coming out. Oh, Jesus. Any interest? Do you care? I, I forgot that there was even a Detective Pikachu game. So did I. <laughs> they show that, and I'm like, there's a two? I knew about the movie. Pretty much. But then, now that we're talking about it, I do I do remember saying when they announced the movie, I'm like, is this movie going to be based off the video game? <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. They showed off some of the... Uh, <sighs> That game is so bad, I can't remember the name of it now. What was it? The new ones. Uh, yeah, Scarlet and Violet or something That's like that? That's right, Scarlet and Violet. They showed off a little bit of the new DLCs that they're putting out for that, too. No word on fixes for the game yet, but they're showing off a bunch of the DLC stuff. Sure! Here's a whole new events and other ways your character's going to twist and turn and stretch and... <laughs> you want to know something else exciting from the Direct? What? Vampire Survivors is coming to the Switch. <laughs> you know what else about it? What? It has four-player couch co-op. Oh, Jesus. That is going to be cool. <laughs> I love that game so much. <laughs> You'll own it on every console you have, aren't you? You know, I'm a little mad at Vampire Survivors right now because I, I got all the achievements. I completed the game. And just like a week ago, they put out a, an update. was like, here's like five or six new achievements. Go get them. I'm like, fuck, I got to do it again. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'll go and get some free achievements. Why not? But it's like, I just beat the game. Now I got to go back and do some more stuff. That's exactly what they want you to do. <laughs> but you're not wrong. They're like, oh, you finished your crack? Here's a couple of more sprinkles. <laughs> They did tweet out an apology too, saying, "Sorry, you got to redo your completed achievements." Ouch! Not all of them, just the new ones. Just, oh, you gotta okay. Do the hundred percent again. Yeah, I worded that bad. Their tweet was a lot more eloquent. I, I, I was gonna say, if they make you redo the whole fucking thing, I'm gonna no, be fuck like, that. Fuck I would you. not. I didn't uninstall the game. But like, nah, I'm good. I did it once. Yeah. I'm all set. Here's something I want you to look up. Look Her up the game Myth Force. M-Y-T-H-F-O-R-C-E. I thought this looked super cool. It's first-person fantasy role-playing game. Okay. Um, I want to say that it's a roguelike, too. I, I don't remember if it was or not. But the style of it, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Doesn't it look cool? Yeah, it looks like something out of He-Man or whatnot. Yeah. I like the style of it. I mean, like, that style of gameplay, too, is, like, it talks to me, but just the art style is like, oh, that's different and neat. Know what it reminds me of? It looks... What? Uh, it reminds me of the, the art style from uh, Ruby. The anime? Yeah. Yes, kind of. Um, It also has, like, it has that old school D and D cartoon feel too. Yeah, kind of like it looks like Thundercats, kind of, but it's more like a clean, almost flat color. 
but not in a bad way. Right. Doesn't it look like fun? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like this. This is what this is what I like. Uh, this is the type of style that I like. It looks it, it looks interesting. And it looks like, granted, we haven't played it. It looks like the store uh, they we worked on the story, and it doesn't have to be super pretty. It's mm-hmm. it looks comic style. It's like we've talked about. Graphics aren't everything. It's gameplay. Right. All right. You wanna you wanna blow through these last couple ones so we can start on the fun stuff. Yes. All right. Uh, for people who care, Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark of the Moon from the DS or the Wii or whatever the fuck it is is coming out to the Switch. Hooray. They showed off more about Pikmin 4, some cool new things about the game. Never been a big Pikmin fan, but I recognize that those games are fun. Uh, Princess Peach getting her own game again. All right. She had one on the uh, Game Boy Advance, I believe. And now she's finally getting one for the Switch. They did not show anything but her on like a stage. Yeah. And, and, like, she twirled around and her dress changed, I think, and that was it. That's all they showed. Nothing else. It was, like, a really quick teaser. Um, Super Mario RPG. Do you remember that from the Super NES? Yes. It's getting a remaster. Yay. Updated graphics. Gameplay's going to be the same. Music's going to be, I guess, updated a little bit. It looks nice. It's very cool. I can't wait to play it again. And the biggest announcement. We're finally getting another 2D Mario. And by 2D, I mean side-scrolling because the graphics itself are the 2.5D style that they've been doing. Yeah. But it's a pure side-scroller. Okay. That'd be and cool. Mario turns into an elephant. What? <laughs> you heard me. He turns into an elephant. He, there's a new pickup in this game, and he turns into an elephant. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, and Daisy's playable now for a change. Because before it was always like toad and luigi and mario and peach now we got daisy in the mix sweet yes so if anybody are, was there was like 30 mario game. party now's your chance that's what meg does that's her main character she goes for daisy and i usually go for luigi <laughs> but um during the nintendo direct i think they had like 30 games they showed off um but these are like the big ones there's a lot of cool other games that they showed off too, but these are like the, yeah, well, some of them are just for me like Vampire Survivors, but the other ones are like the big ones. Go play Vampire Survivors. <laughs> That's my plug. What I'm, and I might be reading into it too, uh, too much. I'm not so much the, the Nintendo Direct, but I'm more interesting in the, um, um, the Do it. Sh- I think I know what you're doing. Come on. Yeah, the shareholders call. Um, the there there's speculation. And granted, the people are stretching. There is speculation that the Switch Two may be coming sooner rather than later. Just because Nintendo's been downplaying that a lot too, because yeah. there's there's been patents and. Um, like schematics for controllers or systems and stuff that people have pulled, and they're like, yeah, there's no Switch console coming. We might have done like, um, what's the word? Why am I, why are my words escaping me? Um, maybe no, I did say it. Patent, like they patented designs, and like they're you can see them and stuff, but they're like, right. yeah, we just put them there so that way we have it. It's not set in stone and saying this is what it's going to be. Right, and and come and for reference, come. Uh, 
to whoever's listening. Companies do that all the time. They, that's how yes. they, they put that out there just in case this information ever gets leaked. Another company they has R and D departments for a reason. Right. They just they're, they're covering their ass, basically. Yep. Um Well look at freaking Harry Potter World and Universal. The people that put it together at Universal are form or former Disney employees that left. That that's the perfect that's the perfect example. Um but no, back, yeah, back to what I was saying was that um uh, people are expecting the Switch 2 also just because of how old the Switch 1 is now. Right. And the closest we've got to an update is the OLED screen. They didn't really change the internals. So right. we didn't get a Switch 2 yet. But well, like he didn't he didn't really say that there was one coming, but he said that the very on the conference call he was saying that the the next generation system that does come out is going to be using the same uh, Nintendo account system that the Switch is currently using. So you can log into the same one all over again. Didn't mention if... Um, didn't Nintendo themselves come out and say, here's how we're doing that, and that's because they're they're basically building the backbone to transition all of your purchases and stuff to the next console. Kind of similar to how Xbox and Microsoft did it for the last two console generations now. Everything's tied to your account, you download shit, you're able to move it over. Right, exactly. Because that's it's nice where... to see Nintendo joining the party. Right, because that was one of the biggest complaints a lot of people had. Is like, yeah, you buy, you they're big Nintendo fans, and Nintendo did whatever the hell they wanted. But if you wanted to play a certain game, you had to buy every single generation that the system came out. You didn't yep. have a choice. Yep, um, those things didn't transfer over. They didn't bring the games from previous seasons or previous seasons, previous generations, up to the new systems. Um, they only, I would argue that they've only started doing that now with like the, um, the Genesis channel and the N64 channel and things like that. And there are a lot of people saying, well, you can do this. Let's get the GameCube on there. Uh, if, if there is a switch to coming, it's definitely going to be capable of emulating, um, GameCube games. Did right. I say switch before? I meant GameCube. Oh, yeah. Um, people want a GameCube channel, but I guarantee you that if they just, took those GameCube games and kind of put them on the Switch as a digital download or whatever, people would buy them all over again. And I think that's what Nintendo banks on a lot, is yeah. just the nostalgia factor. The games are quote-unquote exclusive for that console itself. Yeah. And people buy them. I mean, usually if you buy a Nintendo console, you're buying it for what one of three or four different games, which is either a new Zelda game, a new Mario game, possibly a new Metroid game, or a Donkey Kong. Right. I guess that's changed down to Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. I, I, I get why they they were doing it, but it, it's still annoying as shit. It, it, good on them for at least tying stuff to your account now, and you should be able to bring your stuff with you. To what extent, I don't know, because remember back on the 360 and the Xbox One, they're like, you can bring your games, it's backwards compatible. But it was only a portion of their entire library. Right. And e and even then, look at or better yet, look at when the 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 PS3 first came out. It was supposed to be backwards compatible with PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 3 games. Mm -hmm. But because the hardware couldn't handle it, they got rid of the PlayStation 1 on the next iterations. And, and people were flipping out about that. So. 
I I think it's a good, uh, good step in the, the same in the right is a good step in the right direction. I don't. I'm gonna. But I'm, I guarantee I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot and probably contradict myself later down the line. That's okay. Um, you have two feet. Yeah. Um, it's having access to saves and stuff like that. That I from console to console, I think that is a very good idea. I probably wouldn't be opposed to buying the game itself, but at a discounted rate. If they if they're really gonna do that, again the same situation. Don't piss in a jar and call it lemonade. You're 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 gonna sell me the same damn game three systems in a row, and make me pay full price every single freaking time. That's kind of shitty. They, they do that already. A lot of companies do that already. Unfortunately, I mean, perfect example. I was excited for Tales of Symphonia to come out, right? Yeah. I paid full price for that game. They they didn't mark it down or anything like that, and it's worse than it was on the GameCube, that, which is unfortunate. And that's my that's my problem. You're, they're, 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 that's, they're banking on the nostalgia factor. They're making you pay full price. And the game's uh, and what you were just said right there. The game is worse than it was on the original system. Mm-hmm. On a better system, it is doing worse, which means you guys didn't do jack shit to it. Yeah, there was probably, like, no performance pass on it to see what was going on and make it run well. Right. And it just doesn't make sense that a, what, decade and a half old console can run something at 60 frames even if the graphics look fuzzy. But now it runs at 30 and it chugs and takes forever to load on things. Right. Makes no sense. It there doesn't. was no optimization done. And, and, that, and that, I think that's what the problem with a lot of PC ports run into, too. Which is fine. And well, it's not fine, but like if you're going to make <laughs> me buy the game all over again... make some enemies. It, and you're not going to do something... If you're not going to do it, then don't make us pay a ridiculous amount of price. We're going to buy... If we're going to buy it, we're going to buy it regardless. But don't slap us in the face. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, we didn't bring up the fact that there. I, I don't like how a lot of these places put out this information because it wasn't somebody that hijacked the call. He bought shares in the company to gain a seat so he could call in and talk about Splatoon 3. Yeah. It wasn't somebody that hijacked it. He just he bought shares in the company so that he had a voice and wanted to talk about the game. Which, I his gripe is ridiculous. A little bit. That game, it doesn't matter if you're male or female as the Squid Kid. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. It does not matter. Now, what exactly was his, was this grape? The, the the that there were more Lack female of customization for male characters. Yeah, he thinks that there are more clothes and accessories and stuff for females than males. I, it doesn't matter. The game is you customize your character however you want him to look. It doesn't matter if it's a male presenting squid or a female one. One, it's a fucking sea creature type person that's whatever. Who cares? Secondly, if you can have a character that looks like something but wears whatever the fuck it wants, you don't have an argument. You have those options there. Right. Unless well, he wants specifically to look like male clothes or whatever. I, I'm looking at the notes. If this guy, I hope Nintendo looks at this and be like, okay, this guy just paid thirty five hundred just to just to gripe with us. Let's give him a cu- a custom outfit just to shut him up. <laughs> I mean, there's probably easier ways to go about doing that than spending 3500 bucks to do so, but teach their own. Shoo. That's, that, that's some love right there. <laughs> I guess. 
And so just to just to step back for a second, the information about the possible Switch 2's power, um, was it was it Bobby Kotick that said that? I wrote down somebody said that specifically, and I can't find it now. Oh yeah, he did say that. Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, said that he expects the Switch 2 to be almost as powerful as the PS4 and Xbox 360 or Xbox One-ish. Or beyond par. Yes, I think I remember reading that too. Okay. Like, granted, so if it wasn't not obvious, to... this came out during the FTC trial. Yeah. We're getting into the weeds now. I, I just find that interesting because it's not... that That's... that's console that's a console likeness that i'm using now so remember i mean it's probably older at this point but like i like i keep saying when we're talking about the switch zelda runs great even at 30 frames a second and it dips but it's running on 10 year old hardware and it runs fine now imagine what so you're you were about to say what i was gonna say go ahead imagine what they're gonna do on that type of hardware though yeah if they can make something like that within the confines of the Switch now, I'm the road widens as they go along. <laughs> Plenty it, of opportunity. I, I can see that becoming an actual open world. I, it basically is. Huh? I mean, with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it it is an open world game. I can see it being much more detailed than them just... Adding more on dense and on, Ugh. And on and on and on and on and Dude, on. Dude, those games are meaty as it is. I can't imagine how much more dense they can get with that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, let's talk about the FTC trial. Where do you want to start? There's a lot of shit. <laughs> I got loaded. Do you want to start at the end first and like make your prediction as to who's going to come out on top in this case? Or do you want to save that for the end? Because I feel like the judge is going to come back with a ruling here in the next couple days at least because I think Microsoft was looking to close by July 12th and this injunction was put in place to either halt it or slow it down. Mm. So the judge wanted to get out an answer soon to answer to that maybe? Right. Well, yeah, that's, That we was were... their original date at least. And then the judge has come out and said we plan to get out the answer soon while she's figuring it all out. Yeah, because I want to say just in the last cast, uh, podcast that we were just talking about, if this FT, uh, if this injunction went through, Microsoft was going to call it quits on the deal. Yep. So I'm assuming they don't either either which way they don't want. I'm assuming the judge at this point doesn't want the reason why it doesn't go through to be because they even went to court at all. Which kind of defeats the purpose. I also saw an infographic the other day where it's like talking about the companies in Europe that have to approve the deal or not. Yeah. Only one outlier. What's that? CMA. Hmm. That's the only one that has said no so far. I'm just... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that I'm sure there's a way for them to work around that worst case scenario. Because companies have oh, yeah. done that. Yeah. For sure. Um, so how do you think the judge is going to rule? Based on what we know. Have you read any of the transcripts from the the lawyers talking and the judge giving it back to him? Not recently. So you'll have to, you'll kind of have to catch me up. 
I've just I I've heard the odds and ends that we talked about last week, but not mm-hmm. recent stuff. Uh, the judge wasn't putting up with anyone's bullshit. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> it, on both sides, for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of like crap from Sony's lawyers that were like, well. The big, the biggest thing was, um, I think it was on the fourth day or the fifth day. Yeah. The the Sony lawyer was talking about how the merger is anti, was it anti consumerism because it it would help Microsoft control the market and it would damage Sony's market share for call because they wouldn't have Call of Duty if they made it exclusive, mm-hmm. and the judge was like, this isn't about Sony, this is about the consumer and how it's supposed to damage them, so right. then. They, they were talking some more, and then the lawyer comes back around and, like, makes another argument in favor of Sony. And the judge had to stop him mid-sentence. It was like, again, you're pointing out about Sony. How is this damaging to the consumer? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they had him there. I think there's a way for them. That they could He could have spun that, though. I mean, maybe it, you say he. I think it was a woman. Um, no, I said they. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say there was I a way you. they could have spun that. Yeah, you know, like the damages to Sony would be damages to the customer because hey, Sony. But stops. they also have no damages when, what is it? Fucking Phil Spencer, I think it was Matt Booty and Bobby Kotick. All was like, I think it was Bobby Kotick. I don't know, but at least those two, they got up, they made testimony, and Spencer was like, "You have." My word here on record, hand up, saying it will come to PlayStation. We will not take it off PlayStation. Right. And, it, I mean, just solely financially, it would make no fiscal sense to take it off of PlayStation because that is where a majority of that money from Call of Duty comes from. That particular game, yes, that makes it makes no sense. But with that same... What um did they end up speaking more about like Starfield basically how the oh that was originally supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive they bought uh, the not con- originally not originally a PlayStation exclusive that was the rumor that Jim Ryan wanted to buy the rights to that game okay and because of that um Phil Spencer I I guess he went to the heads at Xbox and was like hey this is what I heard or this is what I was told. We need a win here, so let's buy Bethesda, and that's what they did. But doesn't that? But that kind of speaks in opposition of what he was saying, or what they talking about, where exclusivity. Whether it was supposed to be uh, originally a Sony exclusive or not. It became, once they bought Bethesda, they decided to make it a Microsoft exclusive. I've got two things for you really quick. Yeah. Because of that, Jim Ryan has gone on record and said, and I quote, well, he do, he admitted during some of the testimony or whatever that he doesn't think Starfield's exclusivity is anti-competitive. He's fine with it. And he's quoted as saying, I don't like it, but I have fundamentally no quarrel with it. Um. I don't like it, but I don't view it as anti-competitive. How? How I am not, right. How did they? They, they legitimately. You're asking. You're. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. You're asking how. Um, 
they more or less started this whole exclusivity issue as far as i know like they started buying companies or opening studios and saying this game is only on this system now now the judge argued in favor of god of war saying yeah that's a sony owned studio so of course they're going to make it exclusive but when they buy other studios and then take those games and make them exclusive then it gets even difficult and i think sony was like one of the first people that did that and i have microsoft microsoft doesn't want to be in that kind of idea like I, I don't remember what his position is, but he's like above Phil Spencer and Matt Booty. Yeah, his name is uh, Satya Nadella. He's uh-huh. one of the people who like make the decisions for either Xbox or Microsoft. But he also during all this has said, and I quote: "I would love to get rid of the entire exclusives on consoles, but that's not for me to define. Especially as a low share player in the console market, that the dominant player, Sony." has defined market competition using exclusives. I have no love for that world. So ever since that Sony started buying studios and making shit exclusive because they had a bigger market share, mm. Microsoft had to follow suit. How are you going to stay competitive if you can't compete by having the studios? Which is why you saw them scoop up a bunch of other smaller studios. And by smaller, I don't mean tiny. I mean, like, these are big-name studios. Like, um, of course, now I can't think of any. Uh, Ninja Theory. Right. With making um, fucking, what's her face? I can't think of her name now either. But that was a big one. Them buying Bethesda was another reaction to that because the whole Starfield news and them needing other um, people. But when they bought Bethesda, that was part of ZeniMax, which is also all their little subsidiaries, which is where you got Tango Studios, how we got Hi-Fi Rush. Right. I I don't know. (laughs) What are you going to do? When the market leader is defining how you do business what are you supposed to do i i would have to agree with them on that part that that adds to more why jim ryan sat it sat his ass down and said i'm not uh, i better shut the fuck up (laughs) well it's also funny how he says that game pass is destructive you can you explain how it's destructive (laughs) I'm not asking you to like pull quotes. I'm I'm asking your opinion. I I don't know. The only thing I can think of, as far as Game Pass being destructive, is where, and it's not specifically because PlayStation is, is get a PlayStation's version of the, they have a Game Pass. It, it's not. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna pussyfoot around that. Their their subscription service is like a Game Pass, and they're doing the exact same thing. Um, they're taking money away from studios for by having the games on their system, and they only get like a small portion, but the games are guaranteed. Um, whereas they could have uh, these big game, these big uh, big name titles, could be making the money off the physical downloads and shit like that. Granted, Sony does it a little bit differently from my understanding. I could be completely freaking wrong. Um, and don't allow it, allow the new big titles to go onto their, uh, on the PlayStation network or the, the PS plus, whatever the hell it is. I keep forgetting. I'm I believe that was another argument. Like the judge used to saying, yeah. yeah, because, uh, Sony owns God of war and like stuff like that. They could put it on their, stuff and it's different because they own it um so like 
there was there was worry about Call of Duty not being able to come to PlayStation Plus if it's coming to Xbox if the merger goes through. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that they were going to block it from that either, or there might be some rules for that. Uh, but there, I think it came out during some of these depositions that there was some graphics showing, or Spencer was talking about how there is retention from Game Pass, mm-hmm. even if it's it could be FOMO or people just really like the game. Games that leave from Game Pass have a decent retention rate, I guess. People go and on to buy those games that disappear from Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So it's still working. You got a lot of people who are able to publish publish games through Game Pass that wouldn't normally be able to because they don't have the money, they don't have a publisher or whatever else it is, or even just a platform. Yeah, Because Steam is just a crapshoot because all the noise that's on there. Now, I have a quote from the article talking about where he thinks it's destructive. Would you like me to read it? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it says here, as reported by VGC, that Microsoft's lawyers relayed that relayed to the judge or wh- whoever it was that Ryan told investors that he spoke with "quote unquote" all publishers and that they "quote unquote" unanimously unanimously do not like Game Pass because it's value destructive. Because it's value destructive. That's a weird way to put it. Uh, lawyer asked if it was true, and Jim Ryan uh, responded by saying that. He believes it to be true. It's a lot of he said, she said. Uh, His response was simple, stating that he talks to publishers all the time and that, quote-unquote, this is a very commonly held view over many years by these publishers. So he's not naming names. He's not giving specifics. He doesn't have things on paper or recordings. It's just a, yeah, these people told me this, so it's got to be true. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the paperwork or the numbers to back that up either, because that's all Microsoft information. But that's what he believes to be true. So not a fact. Yeah, basically. Especially when you have developers that have like come out and said, "It's great. It helps." What are you gonna do? Yeah. I I, I think. As far as so far as way this case is going, it's going to bring a lot of things to light where people are going to rethink the exclusivity thing, and Sony's going to. That's what they are now, but it's it's different too. Like they're not focusing on the right thing. Right. Um. What fucking kills me about this is that no matter how many times xbox and phil spencer and whoever else has gone up and said we're not going to keep it off playstation we're not going to take it away we're not going to make it harder for people or anything like that they just harp on that and that's not the biggest thing it should be the focus on i guess what the cma was complaining about it it could be that they would have an unfair advantage in the cloud gaming because they have infrastructure and things already set up that's years ahead of sony right Um, I don't even know what more I want to say about the next thing because I have an idea as to why they might be pushing this so hard. But Microsoft has already said that they plan to make a 10-year deal with them anyway. Um, What's the other thing? I found out through all this stuff too, apparently, that PlayStation only has a PS4 version of Minecraft. So on the PS5, you are playing the PS4 version. 
because um, Sony refused to work with Xbox to be able to create the PS5 version of it. They didn't send them a dev kit or anything like that so that they can work on it. So they're stuck with the PS4 version. Yeah. Minecraft is everywhere. Minecraft makes a shit ton of money for Xbox. Would you like to know where they make most of their money? Where? Not on Xbox. <laughs> Not at all. I think either they, uh, I think they make a huge majority of their money on the Switch through no Minecraft. Sh- no shit. Yep. I would have figured PC. No. And I'm pretty sure that that's what came out during um, one of these depositions too, because that was one of the arguments that the the lawyer used. Okay, that is. And remember, they bought they bought Mojang fucking years ago for a couple billion. Yeah, I think. And they put that game everywhere. They didn't hold back. They didn't say it's Xbox only. Nobody else. They created different versions for the different consoles. They put it out on the Switch. They kept it on PC and kept them updating it and stuff. And look at it now. It's still going strong. Now, I also think that Sony is worried because... uh, I don't know if you read this little part here yet. But... um, Sony has a partnership with Call of Duty... That apparently is due to expire in 2024. Right. Uh, The only catch with that is it does not include Call of Duty 2024 should a game be released then. Right. So effectively, their partnership will end this year, even though the contract states next year. There is also some information that people either saw or glossed over that one of the lawyers let slip that a Call of Duty is coming out in November. There hasn't been any word about it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that would basically be the last one that Sony gets like outside of their partnership or whatever. Oh, shit. Not that it's that big of a deal, because if it's still coming to their stuff, then it's fine. I think this is more like... Play it first on PlayStation, or you get this perk on PlayStation, or something like that. Right. Like, I think that's the extent of their partnership. But I think they're worried because they might not get that kind of stuff. Or they might lose... um, I think it might be that they're not getting as big of a portion of money back from Call of Duty as Xbox will be later on. But, of course, it always comes down to money. Speaking of money, (laughs) you want to talk about the... the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. The business dealings of Sony and how much they spend on different studios to make games. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, um, apparently, um, there was a redacted form that was submitted to the FTC that was redacted with Sharpie, um, and apparently the lawyers didn't realize you can, once it's scanned in, you can read the information. They quickly... <laughs> that happened to... twice. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> twice? Twice, yeah. No it sh- happened once with certain papers, then it happened again with a different set of papers. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, just to interject really quick, yeah. Brian just texted us both and said he got Divinity. 
So we're good. Divinity is a weapon that creates a giant crit spot on any enemy that it hits as yeah. long as you're holding it. So it doesn't matter where we shoot the Tormentor at. As long as we're hitting that giant bubble that's over it, it's dealing crit damage the whole time. Oh, sweet. So now we don't have to worry about hitting him in the chest. We're good. Yay. We got this down pat now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the trial. <laughs> yes. Well, um, one of the documents that they said um, broke down what they're making. Um, let's see. Let me double check it. Specifically, like, the Call of Duty revenues, the cost of developing some of its games. Um, let's see. Like, for example, Horizon Forbidden West uh, apparently cost them about $212 million, um, over five years. And The Last of Us Part Two cost them another $220 million. Um, the Damn, the, Sony says a million PlayStation gamers played nothing but Call of Duty. Nothing yeah. but Call of Duty. That's uh, crazy. Yep. Now, um, think about that. That's what, what? How much does a Call of Duty game cost now? Uh, I th- mm-hmm. did they bump it up to seventy? My gut reaction was to say sixty, but they might have bumped it up to seventy. Well, let's because it's a triple A game. Yeah. Just, just let's say physical copies. People paid sixty bucks a pop. That's sixty sure. million dollars, just to buy the game. Yeah. Not, not counting DLC, not counting merch, not counting other stuff. I think they go in further about it. Um, let's see, twenty twenty one over fourteen million question mark. Uh, users spent 30% or more of their time playing Call of Duty. Over 6 million spent more than 70% of their time on COD. And about 1 million users, yeah, like you said, spent 100% of their gaming time on Call of Duty alone. So that is a lot of freaking people. And one of the Sharpie redacted documents that wasn't really redacted because people could read it apparently had some information on it that said... Call of Duty was worth about $800 million for PlayStation's revenue uh, in the U.S. alone during 2021, to give you an idea of how much they make off that. Yeah. $800 million. And that's just the game. That's just the U.S. in one year. Yeah. Uh, $1.5 billion globally. Yeah. And then when you add in accessories, subscriptions, um... They believe they've ju- uh, jumped up between 15.9 billion a year, roughly 13.9 to 15.9 billion. Mm-hmm. That's a big fucking deal. And I don't know what's taking them this long to do it. Maybe all this shit's making them think about the Switch now. But I guess Kotick was like, yeah, we can bring Call of Duty to the Switch. Why not? I want to see it happen. But, I mean, that's that's another revenue stream right there, too. If they have a team that can work on the Switch and bring it to that, that's even more. Or at least the Switch, too, if it comes out. That's true, yeah. More than likely that. That would make more sense. And I feel like Microsoft would help them, too, because Microsoft and Nintendo are... They're not, uh, they're not bedfellows, but they're friendly with each other. Right. What I would like to see, and I know this is never going to happen... Essentially, what's going to put put all this to bed 
and end all these arguments is some some body or form steps in and says, okay, you're not allowed to do exclusives anymore. You have to be able to develop them for all studios. Yeah, but that's that's not going to happen. Right, that's what I'm saying. The government can't control how they do their business so long as it's not illegal. Mm. They could try to try to go the route of it being discriminatory. Actually, uh, I would say monopolistic. It would have to come to that point where it was like they control too much power in certain aspects, and something needs to change or get broken up. And that's that's a big worry with this whole merger thing too. Yeah, but isn't Sony already being monopolistic with their exclusive uh, exclusives? I mean, with exclusive, sure. Uh, they would need to buy a lot more developers and say, only us. Right. <laughs> How'd you feel about seeing Microsoft talking about uh, possibly spending Sony out of business <laughs> as, a micro- as a strategy <laughs> for business? That was, uh, that was very ballsy. I, I guarantee you they were not expecting that email to come they out. They have the money to do it, though. They do. and that, That's the sad Look part. Look them dropping they... billions of dollars to buy studios. Of course they do. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't give a shit if the, uh, like, granted the, 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 the PR team came out and said, well, that was an email from years ago. That's not our, our, our strategy now. Yeah, uh, I gotta save face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... That that's exactly what you're doing. You're buying you're buying studios left and right. How how is that not your strategy right now? And people keep forgetting that yeah, Call of Duty is the main focus right now. But what about all these other games that Activision Blizzard King has put out? What about the other markets that they're in? Nobody is paying attention to the mobile arm. That's going to be a big win for Microsoft. Pretty much. We talk about it weekly. What games are yeah. we playing? And the games that we talk about we're playing are main have a mobile port at least. If not solely mobile. And even if you don't want to believe it, mobile gaming is a huge chunk of the market too. Yeah. It's just something easy. This right here. Is already is already a hell of a lot more powerful than our Nintendo SP. Or I, I mean, want it, it's literally a miniature computer in your pocket. Right, dude, you can emulate old games on those things too. You can throw an emulator and some of the ROMs on there and play those. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Uh, what what surprises the hell out of me? And I could be wrong. They could already already do it, and I'm not aware of it. You know how like you can play um, Microsoft. Perfect example, where you buy a game on on the Microsoft Store. You can play it on your Xbox, or you can play it on your PC, or through cloud. Right. What What's to prevent you from doing that on your phone? I and I would argue I do that. I, I do cloud gaming on my phone. I have access to those games through the cloud, and I can play them wherever I want on my phone. Okay. I've, I've just been proven exactly what we're talking about. So, the, 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 the thing, that's the thing that people need to 
I think that's where where my point of the exclusivity thing is they they need to when I mean exclusivity, I'm not talking about like just PlayStation 5 type of thing. It's people need need to realize there's got to be some type of regulation on that cuz eventually they're going to be like, "Okay, we have things across all these stuff." But that's it. There, it's going to end up being, like like you're saying, it's going to be on the mobile front. It's going to be on the PC front. It's going to be on the console front. Eventually, it's going to be like uh, like the way Apple has their things. Where, yeah, you can, everything is... It's wor- in its own ecosystem. Right. They all work well against around their ecosystem, but that's it. You yeah. have to fight like hell to be able to use it on another system. So you're being forced to buy one of their devices, and you're paying through the freaking nose for it. Or you're it. really fighting to make it work on another device if it's exclusive to the console itself or whatever ecosystem it's part of. Right, You exactly. can't take it outside of it. Exactly. The only time that that would be... I don't even want to say that that would be okay, but I guess tolerable, is if so long as... Well, fuck, that doesn't even work because it's exclusive. I'm thinking of third-party games, because if you can play with your friends across different consoles like we do with Destiny, who cares? Yeah. But you're talking about exclusives only. You don't have a choice in that matter. You have to be in that ecosystem or not. And that's not how it should work. Right, exactly. But at the same time, I get it. If you own the studio and you want it to be only on your thing, then you have that say in the matter. But I do have a problem with them just scooping up studios and be like, we own you now. You only make games for us. Because that that kind of hurts the gaming economy. Right, because eventually there's not going to be any more independent developers. They're going to be like, oh, we're Microsoft's bitch or we're what, Sony's what, bitch. All this argument and conversation about this shit has like kind of boiled down to money and stuff. Right. If money's such a big fucking deal, then why are there exclusives in the first place? Why not just change the revenue share that you get between your competitor? Why not have your studios make the game and say, okay, we'll put this on your console, but you only get X amount from it. Right. Because they're doing, they're doing the work. The developers, uh, that studio's developers are the ones putting in, putting in the work. So right. they're the ones that have to hand, handle the power. You just distribute it. I don't know. Like, I get it, and I don't. You know, because... You own the console. You need to have a library to support it. What better way to support it than to have your studios make games for that console? But you're also cutting your nose off to spite your face because you're cutting off another revenue stream because you can get it from uh, your competitors' consoles. You just have to strike a deal with them. Right. It's just it's ridiculous competition and people having money fights. But then I... I, I... I feel bad, though, for the people at Bethesda. <laughs> Just because it was like, well, they got bought out and was like, hey, now you're making exclusives for us now. But then they turn around and say, well, Call of Duty's going to be not exclusive. And that's like what you put in here was um, Pete Hines from Bethesda was like, he he wrote in an email to Todd Howard, which, you know, he's the face of Bethesda, basically, whenever there's right. a Fallout game or Skyrim, he's up there talking to you. Right. But he, I guess he wrote an email. He said, is the below, quote, is the below not the opposite of what we were just asked slash told to do with our titles? Uh, 
apparently he was more diplomatic to his new boss, and he says, I understand there is likely nuance here, but at its core it's being read as the opposite of what happened with us. So he seems to have thought that things were going to stay open and be on other consoles. Right. Which I think is going to be... I Since they got out ahead of it first with Starfield and saying that it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, it doesn't feel as weird as, say, Skyrim... Or not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Six coming out, mm. and them saying Xbox only, because it's always been everywhere. Right. It would just be really weird for that or another Fallout to come out and not be on other consoles. Oh, another thing that came out: they're expecting Elder Scrolls Six to come out in like 2025. That's what uh, Microsoft's lawyers clarified. Yay. <laughs> That's a lot earlier than people were expecting. How the hell did that even come up? Uh, because the Sony lawyers were arguing about Elder Scrolls being a multiplayer game. Yeah. Um, but when they did, they were talking... They, I think their ex- examples were like Skyrim and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyrim, first-person game. Oblivion, first-person game. Morrowind, first-person game. Or I keep saying first-person game. First-person game, but it's single-player. All three of those were single, not multiplayer. What they were not thinking about or not clarifying was, yeah, they have Elder Scrolls Online, which is an MMO. Not the same as the console games. Right. It, it doesn't fall under the same category. Like, they were talking about the single-player games as if they were multiplayer. So the Microsoft judge, uh, lawyer had to clarify that they were speaking about that and that they expect the Elder Scrolls 6. They accidentally called it 16, mm. but it's the sixth one. They expect it out in 2025. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I, I, I... Oh, 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 another exciting thing. Yeah. Even though this this does not confirm a damn thing. But um, we didn't even talk about how Microsoft had thought about buying Bungie. Mm-hmm. Who else was it? I can't remember. They Oh, Square Enix too, right? It was Square Enix and Bungie that they had mulled over possibly buying before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to read this quote from Microsoft's people about... Cause Bungie's got um, Destiny. They have Marathon coming out. And people were thinking Marathon was going to be their new game, Matter. Mm -hmm. But apparently it's not. Mm -hmm. Microsoft expects that game to come out in 2025 sometime as well. No news has come out about it. As far as I know, they haven't talked to them about it. Um, But the quotes that they have from that part of the trial was... Quote, as of 2021, Bungie has more than doubled its headquarters space and plans to open a new studio in Amsterdam by 2022, which I think they did. Yeah. Um, for ongoing support on Destiny 2 and development of a new IP currently expected to release in 2025. Uh, Microsoft notes that Bungie trademarked the name Matter in 2018, which it believes may be their next original IP. So they're speculating it's going to come out in 2025 as well. Ooh. Okay. What what gets me is Xbox was 
thinking of buying Bungie again? Like, didn't Bungie leave Microsoft? Yep. Why I think they... they did the same thing that they did when Activision bought them. They, like, they didn't outright buy them. They were under contract with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't like how that was working, so they bought themselves out of the contract. Same thing what they did with Activision to get out of it and own um, Destiny as a whole themselves. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, Sony comes around and, and then buys Bungie outright rather than making a contract with them. So Microsoft missed the boat on that. Mm. Ow. <laughs> Oh, this isn't part of the thing, but apparently AMD is teaming up with Bethesda to for like a partnership for um, Starfield on PC. Yeah, um, that was interesting. I, I'm surprised that they were doing that. Um, I've heard I've heard of studio uh, studios tailoring their stuff. Well, that's the point of exclusivity. Tailoring themselves to consoles themselves, but not specific hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, basically, what Adam's talking about is um, who me? Yes, you referencing <laughs> this time. Um, that AMD and Bethesda announced that they are exclusive partners for Starfield on PC. Um, their their goal is basically. Make the game as awesome, uh, run as amazingly as they can. Um, they they're optimizing it on the Xbox and the PC using the Ryzen 7000 series processors and the Radeon 7000 uh, series graphics. Um, the producer uh, producer Todd Howard mentioned that AMD engineers had been working with Bethesda on Starfield's code base. Deliver SSR2 image processing and upscaling. Quick, what does that mean? I have no freaking clue. You <laughs> tell me. You're the coder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it means it makes I, it pretty. I am, <laughs> I am a coder. I am not an engineer. I did not create graphics cards, nor have I built a computer that I know what is going on. So I can't give you that answer. Okay. Uh Fair enough. Uh, some uh, so there are some worries by the player base um, that because of the exclusivity, they're missing out on technology from NVIDIA, uh, such as the company's ray tracing systems. Um, which I, I, I can see the reasoning. Um, according to filings from the current FTC Microsoft trial. Uh, oh, this is just this little side saying that it could have been a PlayStation exclusive, if not for Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax. So yeah, that has nothing to do with that. Sorry, but it makes sense. And when you think about it, it makes sense because then you're like, you know, the limits of the hardware. Essentially, that's what the that's what developers do with the systems themselves. Except now they're specifying to okay, specific hardware itself. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Um, which also helps with um, 
with also the expl explanation as to why it has to be an Xbox exclusive. Because if they're optimizing it to certain hardware, at least Microsoft can force their systems to have this certain hardware, whereas you can't do that with uh, with Sony or Nintendo. Doesn't it doesn't mean I agree with it, but mm -hmm. it, it it makes sense. I feel like we need to take a deep breath after all that. <laughs> There's a lot of information. Uh, I mean, there was five days of this stuff. Oh Jesus Christ! Yep. I give a lot of credit to that judge and putting up with all that shit. I appreciate that she seemed to understand what was being discussed and could keep up with what was going on rather than having them clarify it. She stepped in with her own understanding. It was like arguing for and against both sides saying, well, you said this, doesn't this interfere with this? Or you're claiming this, but what about this? Doesn't that go against it? Or how does this help you? She clearly knew what was going on for the most part. Right. Which... Like, I, I know this is kind of, like, a tangent off of, like, the thing. It also goes to show how much gaming as a whole has evolved in our society. Where if they tried to have this, this same conversation maybe 20 years ago, the judges would probably this be This would like, not even be a conversation. Right. They would just be like, yeah, sure, you want to buy them, whatever not gonna be a big deal right it's a freaking toy get over it type yep. of thing now yeah, they're I mean, they, gaming is the biggest entertainment source i believe I, th I think it beats out tv and movies i'm pretty sure i wouldn't doubt that gaming has exploded because think about it what is the next step what is the next step for movies for them to become interactive means it's a game uh, that's kind of fuzzy that's like saying say you take out the walking around well, hmm, how about this how they have the game set up on netflix like the choose your own adventure yeah sure those are video games but are you really playing it you're making decisions and watching things play out are you actively okay? You are actively interacting with them and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but you're not doing anything but making a choice. How's that? Any... Is would you really claim that that's a video game? How's that any different than old school video games? How old school are we talking? Because that's a a lot different. You're 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 ask, you're asking is do you claim that's a video game? I'm. Old school video games are still video games. Yes, but you did a lot more interacting and doing things with it. You had choices, but it was active more than passive. Depends on the game. Which that... game can you think of that's passive? <sighs> Trying to remember the, the name of the freaking game. It, it, and I mean like it's old school. Actually, one, uh, one of the old school uh, Zelda games. They tried to make a TV version, like uh, um, an animated version of the game. Let me look it up. Hold on. 
You're talking about the uh, the fucking CDI games, right? I think I think so. There's two of those. Those were those were games made by somebody outside of Nintendo that were on discs. Those were actual games that you interfaced with and played. They were side-scrolling Zelda games. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was like a it was a choice-based game or something like that. Yeah, don't try me, boy. I know my <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> now there are games like that where like you type in what you want it to do, and then it has it do it in the game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They had old-style games like that because that's some of the early. PC shit that I remember playing. So they still had those passive type games, but I don't know. It, it's to me, it's unfair to say that those aren't video games, but it's not like the definition of a game because it's passive. You know, movies are passive. You're enjoying them by watching them. A video game is more interactive. You're doing something. I'm trying to. That was a long pause. Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of how, like, I'm seeing it from your point of view, and I, and, and I agree with it, but at the same, but at the same time, I'm trying to see how to, how to best interact with it. I would, I would say movies need to be more immersive. Um, like, the 3D technology is getting better. Yeah. Not a lot of movie companies are utilizing it. But how much longer until we get in like a little pod and then the movie is projected all around you and you can see all the angles and whatnot of it? I would argue that would be more of a step towards the next, uh, the next step of entertainment. Yeah. Whereas games would be interactive, like physically interactive. Next. Okay. because yeah, now because as we're talking about this, the more I'm starting to think of. Um... Uh, Smuggler's Run in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah, would you it, say it's... that's a ride or a game? It can be both. Okay. Because it's actually interactive. What you do affects affects it. But essentially, the whole the the core of it it's it's telling a story. Right. It's its own mini movie. That that okay. There we go. That is the perfect. That is the the next step, or what I think of, is the next step between that will bridge the gap between movies and video games. I will agree to disagree, because that to me, when like I step back and look at it, it's way more of a video game to me than anything else. Okay. And it's just because you are actually interacting with things and making things happen. And you don't get anywhere if you don't interact with that stuff. Or if you do get it to take off, nothing really happens. You don't get to see much of the quote-unquote ride if you're not interacting with it and trying to do your best. Right. Okay, yeah. All right. That's just my argument. <laughs> That's why it's called an opinion. Yes. They're like assholes. Everybody has one. <clears throat> and some people are one. Hi. that you're fine I'm a good asshole (laughs) you're less of an a-hole and more of a (laughs) b-hole I I feel like I need to take another deep breath (sighs) there's a lot of debate this episode (laughs) (laughs) that's been fun I like talking talking chop is fun 
I should start saying this at the end of every episode. I love video games. They're fun. They are. For Christ's sakes, we would be up till midnight, 1 o'clock, playing Destiny if we didn't love video games. All right. You good? You think you want to call it? Yeah. Since I think, it's midnight. <laughs> I, I think we've touched on everything. Yeah, we talked. Well, I, I don't feel like we accurately portrayed how it's swaying, but I don't feel like it's really swaying one way or the other. But in my opinion, I feel like Microsoft has a leg up. My my overall opinion about it is before the trial even started, I it was going to happen either way. It was just well, a, You think the merger is going to happen? I think the merger was going to happen either way. It was just a matter of the way the way a lot of the articles I was reading prior to the actual trial mm-hmm. was um, they were speculating either the trial goes through and the merger happens at the end of Ju- July or something happens where they say, oh, you need to fix this. Or, uh, and then at that point, they merge at the end of August. Oh, speaking of that, I got the date wrong. It wasn't right. the 12th. It's the 18th that they wanted their deal signed by. Oh, okay. Which is why they filed the injunction, and, and we're going through this right now. Oh, uh, okay. But, yeah, I, I was thinking the merger was going to go either way. It's just whether or not there was going to be stipulations included in it. Right. Which kind of which kind of surprised me when when Microsoft was saying that depending on what the uh, how this court how this case goes they may, it may I not knew even it happen. was going to be drawn out once Sony was like not wanting to play ball at all yeah like Microsoft was throwing out different ideas and making these deals with Nintendo and companies to bring things to different areas like their cloud gaming service and shit like mm-hmm. that and just bending over backwards basically to make good on everything that Sony had a problem with or the CMA had a problem with. Right. So um, them doing good faith moves is great. It makes them look better. This trial did not do anything for Sony really. If anything, it made them look like aggressors and not in the best way. Uh, Uh, So I think Microsoft has, they're looking good, but it's, it could still go either way. Right. Ah, I, I I think they'll be fine, as long as the shit doesn't get dragged out, dragged on for too long, which is what, I, which is why I'm assuming the judge is trying to speed it up as best they can, just because they don't want the, the they don't want this case to be used as the ploy. Yeah. Well, we'll probably know how things go in the next two days, and then. What happens in two weeks, I guess. Yeah. We'll see how they rule and then what Microsoft's next step is. Pretty much. So. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> At least we'll finally be ending the saga. And we'll have to find something else to talk about every other week. <laughs> no, the season still has like another month. Never mind. I was going to say we can, talk, we can spe- uh, figure out what... Or speculate what the next season's going to be about. I know what the next season's going to be about. And you haven't told me? Have you not played the story? 
Well, I, I, well, yeah, we played it together, remember? Okay. So what did Asa say we needed to do? I don't remember. Resurrect Salvathun. Oh, yeah. You need to have her come back. And that's going to be a messy thing to do. I don't know how they're going to do it and make it work. Mm. But that's going to be the main thrust of the story. Well, you definitely know the main character is going to be a big part of that. Seeing as he's both in the light and the dark, so. Wait, who is? The main character. Our character? Yeah. Our character is the crux for the entire thing. Right. At least to me, that's what it seems like. We are the answer to this, which is why we're able to kill all these giant gods and stuff like that. And here's here's a crazy thought for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is that maybe it's because we have agency. Um, so <laughs> this is this is not confirmed, but it's a crazy out there kind of idea. Okay. Um, Salvathun is all about deception and lies and stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, in one of the grimoire books, they put in like the idea of doing something in game in a certain way and people thought that it was how to turn off the curse of the dreaming city mm-hmm. uh, a player actually did that in game and instead of anything happening mm-hmm. basically they made it to where Sabathun came to our reality and was taunting the character and was like you wasted all your time you did all this and did nothing and in-game, in the Grimoire books, there's, like, this idea where you, we are on, like, this plane. You uh-huh. can't see above you, but there's, like, a step above that can see everything that's going on below it, uh-huh. like, reality-wise. And um, the idea to live forever is basically people remembering you and thinking about you and the stuff that you do and talking about you all the time. So even mm-hmm. if you die in one reality, you are not dead in the other one because your essence is still on by be- people talking about you and thinking about you and stuff like that. Kind of like the idea how uh, Oryx was able to resurrect Savathun and Zivu after killing them. Like, he'd mm-hmm. spread lies and deceit and waged war, which is how they were able to be resurrected. This is just another way of doing that. We, the player in the game, are super strong and are able to do these things because we, the player, have the agency over the character in-game and can make that happen. Yeah, that. That is why I think our character is, like, the crux of the whole thing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very spacey. <laughs> Little bit. Do 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 do. But that idea that idea makes sense and adds to like what we were talking about as to why Cade exists in that trailer that we watched. Holy crap. Just... And, and Bungie thought all this stuff and wrote it out and planned it. So imagine how smart those guys have to be to put this shit together. Holy fuck. <laughs> Take our money! That, with that brain-melting story, whatever you want to call it, I think it's time for bed. Yes, it is. Go where, dream about different realities. Don't where, you ask me, you say it. No! Where can yes. you find us? Everywhere. We're everywhere. 
<laughs> Except for YouTube. I'm still working on that. I'm I'm lazy. It's been a busy two weeks. I'm, yes. I will get to that. We'll have a new icon soon. We'll put some shit up on YouTube. But we're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on Apple. We're on... Anchor's not even a thing now. Now it's like podcasting for Spotify. <laughs> oh, but we're no like on, on all the shit. You can yeah. find us on Twitter and Facebook on Instagram as well. Woohoo! It's all Ramble Pack Pod on everything. Yeah. Or you can find us. I'm not telling you where to do that, though. Find it yourself. <laughs> anyway, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Are you not going to tell me bye? You're just going to leave? Okay, bye. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs>